Hey everyone, thanks for joining again today. Hope you're having a great day today. Uh, we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 19, verses 21 through 41, a rather large section uh, today, but we'll try to get through it uh, fairly quickly and not miss the points that I think are important to make here. If there's one thing we've seen throughout the book of Acts, it's this. Wherever the gospel is preached, it causes a reaction. Uh, some accept it, some ignore it, some uh, go all out to reject it and do whatever they need to do to stop it from spreading. Uh, last time we saw many who came uh, burning their magic books because they understood finally that you know what Paul did was not magic, but it was the power of God. Uh, Paul's been preaching about the one true God, and so uh, their, their gods are false gods, and so that, of course, is creating an issue uh, with them is really upset those who make the statues of these little of these gods uh, remember he's in Ephesus where they have the the uh, seventh what's considered the seventh wonder of the world um, the temple of Diana and so I'm sure they make little statues of Diana and they sell those and that's how they they make a living and so uh, they're very upset so let's see what happens here in Acts chapter 19 starting with verse 21 when these things were accomplished, Paul purposed in the spirit, when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia, to go to Jerusalem, saying, After I have been there, I must also see Rome. So he sent into Macedonia two of those who ministered to him, Timothy and Erastus. But he himself stayed in Asia for a time. About that time there arose a great commotion about the way. For a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith, who made silver shrines of Diana, brought no small profit to the craftsmen. He called them together with the workers of similar he called them together with the workers of similar occupation and said, "Men, you know that we have our prosperity by this trade. Moreover, you see and hear that not only at Ephesus, but throughout almost all Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away many people, saying that they are not gods which are made with hands." So not only is the trade of ours in danger of falling into disrepute, but also the temple of the great goddess Diana may be despised and her magnificence destroyed, whom all Asia and the world worship. Now when they heard this, they were full of wrath and cried out, saying, Great is Diana of the Ephesians. So the whole city was filled with confusion, rushed into the, the, rushed into the theater with one accord, having seized Gaius and Aristarchus, Macedonians, Paul's travel companions. And when Paul wanted to go into the people, the disciples would not allow him. Some of the officials of Asia, who were his friends, sent to him pleading that he would not venture into the theater. Some therefore cried one thing and some another, for the assembly was confused. Most of them did not know why they had come together. And they drew Alexander out of the multitude, the Jews putting him forward. And Alexander motioned with his hand and wanted to make his, his defense to the people. But when they found out he was a Jew, all with one voice cried out for two hours, Great is Diana of the Ephesians. And when the city clerk had quieted the crowd, he said, Men of Ephesus, what man is there who does not know that the city of Ephesians is temple guardian of the great goddess? the great goddess Diana, 
and of the image which fell from Zeus. Therefore, since these things cannot be denied, you ought to be quiet and do nothing rashly. For you have brought these men here who are neither robbers of temples nor blasphemers of your goddess. Therefore, if Demetrius and his fellow craftsmen have a case against anyone, the courts are open and there is our proconsuls. Let them bring charges against one another. But if you have any other inquiry to make, it shall be determined in the lawful assembly. For we are in danger of being called in question for today's uproar, there being no reason which we may give to account for this disorderly gathering. And when he had said these things, he dismissed the assembly. <clears throat> A man named Demetrius made these little shrines. Demetrius saw the writing on the wall. If Paul convinces everybody that there's only one true God, we're out of work. We have no jobs. We have no income. And so he appeals to the other craftsmen like him. He appeals to their love of money, their patriotism, and to their religious loyalty to Diana. If we go out of business, what will they do with the great temple of Diana? Now, I'm not sure that was his real issue, but it was a good rallying point to get the people together. I like verse 32 because it seems to me like this is the picture of every uproar. Confusion. Very seldom are they ever coordinated. They usually, it's usually just chaos. And that's what was happening here as well. It was just chaos. The people were confused. They didn't know what to do. They didn't even know why they had come together. That sounds familiar to me. A man named Alexander is pulled out of the crowd and he's put up to speak. But once they found out he was Jewish, they didn't want him to speak. And they started crying out for a couple hours. Great is Diana of Ephesus. I must admit, I, their zeal is admirable. But it's for the wrong cause. Finally, the city clerk got the crowd to quiet down. Now, did he want them to quiet down because he thought they were right or he thought they were wrong? It doesn't matter. I don't think either one of those weighed anything into it. But he basically tells them if, if Diana is so powerful, if she came from the heavens and uh, Zeus was involved in it, another god, by the way, what do you have to worry about? She'll take care of herself. But I think the real thing that he was trying to get at was, you know, if we keep up this uproar, the Romans who already don't like us, they're going to come in because they're going to want to squash the uproar. And so we don't want that to happen. So let's just be quiet and let's go home. I think there are at least two lessons we can learn in this section. Number one, let's be as zealous as they were for the one true God. Let's shout his name out wherever we go from the rooftops. And second, when we do, we need to expect that there will be an uproar when we stand up for Jesus. Thanks for being here today. Hope you have a great day.